Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Good snap, ball put down, the right-footed kick is right down the middle, and Cincinnati has won it in overtime. I don't have any information yet on Trevor. We're still evaluating him, you know, so he'll have more um, tests and things done here tonight and tomorrow, so I'll probably have a better update for you tomorrow on that. Doug Peterson, that was last night, Jacksonville head coach, talking about Trevor Lawrence, who got stepped on by his left tackle, had to leave the field with assistance because of an ankle sprain. Doug Peterson met with the media today, as a matter of fact, said it's a high ankle sprain, and Trevor Lawrence is day-to-day. At least that's the diagnosis for now. And you also heard Kevin Harlan, Westwood on the call, as the Bengals stunned Jacksonville in overtime. Evan McPherson game-winning field goal, 34-31. Cincinnati with the win improves to 6-6 on the year, so they're not done yet. In regards to possibly getting to the postseason, they're not going to win the AFC North, the three games behind the Ravens. The Ravens have swept them. Unless the Ravens collapse, you can forget about Cincinnati winning their third straight division title. However, I don't know if it's stick a fork in them time in regards to the postseason. They lose last night, probably more uh, competent in saying that. But Jacksonville, not only do they lose their quarterback, and the game, they lost an opportunity to ascend to the number one seed in the AFC as they fall to eight and four. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, before he got hurt, 22 of 29, a couple of touchdowns. He also ran for a TD, quarterback rating of 125.4. They did lose Jacksonville Christian Kirk. One play into the game, he hurts his hammy. He had a catch for 26 yards, so he loses one of his top weapons. But still, you figure you have enough there talent-wise to beat a Cincy team that play with their backup quarterback, Jake Browning. Biggest win he's had as a football player since 2016 when he helped Washington get to the college football playoff round where they eventually lost to Alabama. But 20, uh, 32 of 37, I believe he started 15 of 16. Touchdown, as he was dealing yesterday, also ran for a TD. His quarterback rating was 115.5. Joe Mixon, he rushed for a couple of touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 11 catches for a buck 49 and a TD. 76-yarder was the big play there. So Cincinnati, to their credit, they do the Ravens a favor by beating Jacksonville and on top of Pittsburgh and Cleveland both losing on Sunday. It was a pretty productive weekend for the Ravens, who didn't even put their uniforms on. In week number 13, it's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. NFL lunch, here's John Harbaugh talking about being in Baltimore and the environment that this organization presents for him and others. Yeah, I mean, that's what the National Football League is. You know, I mean, that's what you try to do every single day, every week, every year. That's what we do. 
you know, and uh, I love our guys. We got the right kind of guys who understand what, what, uh, what we're about, what we stand for, kind of from a football standpoint. So our guys have done a great job. I love our culture, so to speak, the environment, the way, the values that people have here. They love football. They want to work hard. They want to be at practice. They want to be in meetings. Well, when you're winning more than you lose, it makes it a little more tolerable to show up for work, and the Ravens are one of the best teams in the National Football League. So, yeah, but there is a culture here of success, and I know John Harbaugh has his share of critics. Clock management and all that great from time to time, burning timeouts uh, unnecessarily, challenging things that are not going to get reversed. I get all of that stuff, but, I mean, if you look at it going back to 2008, Nolan, He's won a hell of a lot more than he's lost, which includes a Super Bowl, and it looks like he's coaching yet again another postseason team here too. Right. He's always done a good job keeping the locker room together. I think you look around the league, how many coaches are on the hot seat right now. We see it every year. Coaches that get fired, their own players are bad-mouthing them to the media. Outside of Bernard Pollard, who's made it perfectly known he doesn't care for Harbaugh, there was the Super Bowl year, the mutiny, as it was reported. Yeah, but during a bye week. They end up going on to win the Super Bowl. I think all is fine there. Name me the players that are popping off saying Harbaugh's a bad coach or you know he's ruining this team, he's bad for the locker room. He keeps it close-knit, keeps it tight. Say what you want about the in-game stuff. I'll even agree with some of it. Mm-hmm. But as far as chemistry, he's got to be one of the best. Yeah, The only criticisms I can think of of coaching – well, the – the strength and conditioning coach, that's well documented. Mm-hmm. Greg Roman had his share of critics, mainly from wide receivers who thought the Ravens should open up the passing game a little bit more. And Marquise Brown wanted out because he didn't like his role. But not saying John Harbaugh doesn't have critics within that locker room. But to your point, you just don't hear them as and the, much. Well, in this day and age, it's so easy for people to voice those opinions that I think the fact that it doesn't happen or get directed towards him has to say something. All right, John Harbaugh, regular season, year 12 games in. That means, according to my math, you have five games left. Are you seeing that finish line? Well, I think the guys have a chance to focus in on what's in front of them, you know, and, and then, you know, you get that week to kind of think about it and put it in perspective. Our guys have a good perspective on it. They understand where we're at, what's required, and what's what's possible, uh, the opportunities that are created. They understand that, uh, and I think they're focused in and locked in and ready to go. Well, the schedule is going to be very uh, interesting for them. Difficult for sure. Impossible. No, Ravens are as capable as anybody of winning their five games. But the Rams, they've won three in a row. Jacksonville, granted, they uh, lost uh, Trevor Lawrence. How long he's out for, we don't know. But they're eight and four. San Francisco's playing as well. They are playing better than anyone in the NFL right now. I mean, they blew out Jacksonville in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. They dismantled Philadelphia couple of days back Miami right now is the number one seed in the AFC sitting at nine and three who beat the Ravens last year in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and then you wrap up the regular season against Pittsburgh who right now is still in playoff conversation so the final five games are difficult on paper but as John Harbaugh said players understand what they have ahead of them are they going to be up for the challenge? We'll start finding out 1 o'clock Sunday against the Rams. That and M&T Bank Stadium will come back. Look at Week 14 in the National Football League in an updated standings look as well. And then Rich Dubroff joins us live from National.
Nashville talk about those baseball. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Haley on your home for sports. 1057 The Fan. Rich Dubroff joining us in a few minutes, live from Nashville, winter meetings, Major League Baseball. John Heyman, New York Post, reporting that the Orioles are one of uh, four teams interested in right-handed reliever Jordan Hicks, former Cardinal and Blue Jay, 27 years old. Orioles have some issues at the back end of the bullpen. Good news, however, was uh, Michael Elias uh, said yesterday that Dylan Tate Expected to be healthy and ready to rock and roll when they get to Sarasota. So we'll talk more about that with Rich coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Got the NFL schedule for week 14. Going to talk about that and the uh, standings, the way they're set up as we sit here on December the 5th. But we're just talking about John Harbaugh. He's been a uh, head coach since 2008. And he's won a Super Bowl, been to the championship game on a few occasions. Looks like he's headed to the playoffs yet again. But he has his detractors. He's got the people that might get a little overboard in their their defense of him. I mean, uh, there's no perfect head football coach. I guess Vince Lombardi comes closest. I mean, Bill Belichick, you don't hear anybody kissing his ass anymore. If anything, talk about him being gonzo in New England. I know uh, Cam Newton tweeted out or said something last week that he could wind up Belichick in Carolina. I don't know if I'd want that, though. That guy Tepper, he's a little, little zany, a little zany, a little impulsive. It's a match made in heaven right there. <laughs> and I guess he would get full authority 
But let's not forget Belichick's in his 70s now. Not like he's 52 years old. He's in his early 70s. Well, if I'm bringing him in, I'm saying you're going to be just a coach. You're not making any personnel decisions. You're just coaching here. He's just cooking. Can't if I, if I'm an owner making a hire, you're, yeah. No and, drafting for you. All right, well, let me ask you this before we get to Hank here in Baltimore. I mean, Mac Jones hasn't exactly uh, progressed in a positive way. If anything, he's regressed in three years. I mean, who would you want messing around with Bryce Young? I mean, Frank Reich is a guy that has the reputation of being able to former quarterback himself at Maryland and in the NFL. And uh, he wasn't really working out there, at least according to Tepper there. Yeah, maybe their next hire will be some sort of offensive guru. Uh, who knows? But anyway, John Harbaugh, love him or hate him. I mean, the Ravens are 9-3. They win out. They'll be the number one seed again in the AFC. We're not sitting here trying to do a poll. We're just asking your opinion of the Ravens head coach, talking about the culture here that he helped create as he talked with me, uh, the media yesterday. Let's go to Baltimore. It's Hank. Hank, what's happening? Hey, fellas. Hi, everybody. How are today? Hey, Hank. How you doing, man? I'm good, good, and better. Hey, so I, I really understand why this is a discussion because uh, to me, coaching is, is similar to being a manager of a company, okay? And I think when it comes to uh, Monday through, right, through Saturday, John Harbaugh is probably one of the best managers or coaches out there. But when it comes to game day on Sundays, I don't think he's that good. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is I think he, he becomes like a fan. So he's like just watching the game instead of, you know, paying attention to the pulse of the game. You know, like sometimes you, you see your offense is not really that great that, that day, but your defense is great. So let's, let's get points. Let's not try to go for every fourth down. Let's not try to throw the ball long all the time. You know, we, once we get close to that scoring uh, position, let's, you know, let's make sure we get three points if we don't get seven. So, you know, things of that nature. But overall, you know, he's, he's very good at managing his team from uh, terms of, of their, their, their attitude, you know, their, 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 even the discipline. We had an issue with that before, but I think he's gotten that straight. So, um, yeah, so as you said, no one's going to be perfect. So when it you know, comes to, to John, I think his, uh, his break is pretty for stuff. Yeah, and it, it, I guess you can ask, has he lost them games? I mean, everybody talks about Hank, whether whatever sport it is, does your manager, does your coach, does he add X amount of wins to your, uh, to your total here? Has Harbaugh cost them games at any time? with strategy right. or to the point where he's become a detriment to his team. And I'm not saying they're prepared every week, but for the most part, the Ravens seem they're relatively prepared to play for the most part. I agree with you, I agree with you 100%. Preparation. Very seldom you see a, a Raven team coached by John not prepared at, you know, for the game. But, yes, I do believe he has cost us some games on some of his decisions. Now, of course, it's a combination. The players got to play as well. But to me, you know, a coach has his job to do, players have their job to do. And sometimes the players need to help up the coach, his strategy, you know, his, his, you know, his decision. Sometimes, in other words, I, say, I give you a good example. I think sometimes he gives 
his coordinators too much of rum. Whereas, you know, instead of him getting on, on the phone, you know, and, and headphones or whatever, saying, hey, guy, look, let's keep this ball on the ground. Let's make sure we get some points instead of putting the ball in the air. A uh, great example of that Pittsburgh game. See, guys dropping the ball like crazy. So, you know, you look at that and you and you say, you put that on John, and people look at you like crazy. But there was a combination of the players and John because during that game, you saw what was happening. We should have been blowing them out, but guys were dropping balls like crazy. Our defense was playing out of their mind. So even though we should be blowing them out, we wasn't. So now let's play to this game. What's going on with the pulse of this game? And let's get points when we can. Yep. Halftime. Yep. Hanks. You know, yep. And, and, and even at the end. You remember when, we, when we, we, we got the fumble at the end of the game? No way, no how was that ball should have been in the air. We run it. If we get a touchdown, great. If we don't, we get three. And I bet on the Ravens that the Pittsburgh is not getting a touchdown at the end of that game. I believe the only reason they did get a touchdown was because we were trying to keep them from getting a field goal. So we go all the way in and we leave Marlon out there, you know, on the island. Yeah, where, that where was a, a thanks, Hank. That was uh, was the, the reasoning that he didn't want to leave them enough time to march 80 yards down the field when I don't think they had 80 yards of total offense at that time. And then there was the timeout blunder against the Colts, too. So there are some instances where, you know, decision-making might not have been on point, but for the most part, having John Harbaugh as your head coach is usually an advantage for you. And we haven't had the uh, like a two point decision issue this year or a fourth down decision issue. That was the talk last year. Mm-hmm. The Bills game, Steelers game two years ago. Yeah, it was the going for two, right? Going of for the, the win. So that he's been in hot water for that kind of stuff, but that hasn't popped up this year. Yeah, and calling timeouts after calling a timeout or after a well, TV timeout. I mean, delay a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, a little frustrating. But overall, John Harbaugh, look, they're 9-3. He's got the team uh, playing as well as anyone in the AFC right now. And they got the Rams coming up here on Sunday. Schedule for Week 14 is as follows. It starts Thursday night. All right, maybe you got insomnia and you haven't been able to sleep for a while. Well, I'll tell you what, you turn it on 105.7 The Fan around 7.30, we're going to get you right there. Pittsburgh hosting the New England Patriots. The Steelers are five-point favorites there. Over-under is 30-and-a-half. Don't expect uh, fireworks. But then again, stranger things have happened. That's why they play the game. Ravens seven-point favorites hosting the Rams. Tampa's at Atlanta. Atlanta first place. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bucks. Lions at the Bears. Detroit lane three in Chicago. Indian Cincinnati. Colts are one-point favorites at the Bengals who pulled the upset last night. Cleveland now three-point favorites over Jacksonville. Issue here is who's going to be the quarterback for the Jags with Trevor Lawrence going down with the ankle last night. Carolina's at New Orleans. Saints minus five and a half. Houston at the Jets. Houston, five-and-a-half-point favorites over the G-Men. It looks like uh, they're going to sign Rippin, the Jets, and get rid of uh, Tim Boyle. No longer Boyle loyal in New York. And is it true that Zach Wilson didn't want to be? Uh, anyway, but Houston, five-and-a-half-point favorites for 4 o'clock in later games. Minnesota's at the Raiders. Rematch of Super Bowl eleven. Minnesota minus 3. Seattle's at San Francisco. 49ers minus 10-and-a-half. Buffalo's at KC. Chiefs minus 2-and-a-half. Denver at uh, the Chargers. 
Chargers minus three, and Philly and Dallas Sunday night in Dallas. Cowboys favorite in this game, laying three and a half against the Eagles, coming off that beatdown at the hands of San Francisco. Got two games on Monday night, Tennessee at Miami, Dolphins minus 14, and then Green Bay's at the Giants. Packers on fire, they're minus six and a half. That is your schedule for week 14 NFL 2023 will come back. Go to Tennessee, Rich Dubrow, BaltimoreBaseball.com. What's happening in the winter meetings? You'll find out next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On the fan. MLB, NFL, NCAA. Get it all right here. 105.7 The Fan. Good evening, 8105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Crank it up to 12. That's how it goes. What do you want loud? We'll play it for you. Send your song request. Plaza for text line. 410-583-1057. Nolan McGraw is waiting for you. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Let's go to Nashville. Let's have some fun where the wings are hot and the baseball talk is hotter. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. He's with BaltimoreBaseball.com. He's our friend and yours, Rich Dubroff. Rich, what's going on? How you doing, Bob? Good to hear your voice. Well, it's good to hear from you, and I appreciate your time. I know you guys are busy down there covering these winter meetings. Mike Elias met with the media yesterday. Uh, what was something he said that maybe stood out to you a little bit, or was it kind of what you expected he would say, given the uh, needs of the team? I think it was pretty much expected what he would say, uh, but you know, he reiterated that he doesn't, didn't feel a sense of urgency to get anything done while in that while in nashville because while there's plenty of talk there uh the market has been uh much much slower than i think most people including me anticipated uh and until the market starts moving i don't think the uh the orioles will be uh uh will be especially aggressive i think they'll be aggressive in in getting players in the trade market and the uh and the free agent market but i don't think it's coming really soon What's the first domino, Rich, that has to fall that would maybe connect the Orioles then to becoming a little more aggressive here? I would think Jordan Montgomery, because I, I don't think the Orioles would be in, you know, I, I don't think the Orioles will, will go uh, the number of years uh, that Jordan Montgomery uh, that Jordan Montgomery wants or that he'll command. But I think once Jordan Montgomery signs, then that'll get him closer to the uh, you know to the kinds of pitchers that they uh, that they that they may sign or trade for you know a lot of people think you know I've connected them with Dylan Cease and then I've heard a lot of talk where the White Sox are willing to wait it out 
wait until the market has uh, has gotten tighter and gotten more teams involved and more teams uh, giving them better better offers. So there may be, you know, there doesn't seem to be any sense of urgency from the other teams as well. And I think that's what you need uh, to, to get the market moving. But it will move. I mean, it will move at some point. Sure. Now, we saw two years ago was Jordan Lyles. Last year was Kyle Gibson. Who's a comparable guy to those two if Michael Elias was going to make a shorter-term deal? Or are they looking to set their sights a little bit higher? Both were innings eaters, Rich, as you know. You were there every day. But are they looking for not only innings, but maybe a little bit more quality every fifth day? Yeah, I, I you know, I don't know. Maybe Mark, you know, maybe Mark, Marcus Stroman would be, uh, okay. you know, would be the, the kind of guy – that they'll uh, that they'll go after. I mean, there are a number of that there there are a number of players, and also they could you know they could set their sights a little lower, maybe go for a one uh, you know a one year guy like Michael Lorenzen, while also getting somebody in the trade market. You know, I think that's uh, that's also a possibility. And they're um, you know they're going to be aggressive in relievers, and that market uh, hasn't moved. And then you know they're not going to be able to sign Josh Hader. So, you know, you need Josh Hader's market, I think, to, to move as well uh, to, to, loosen, uh, to, to loosen the reins on, on the, other, uh, the other kinds of, uh, uh, you know, pitchers that the Orioles might either trade for or sign. So Hader's not going to take a hometown dis- discount or is he with that $120 million, whatever it is, to pass Diaz? Well, Isn't that the well, buzz? You're both Anne Arundel County guys. You know, why don't you do? Uh, you know, why don't you call Josh up and see what you can do, Bob? Well, I don't think he'll be returning my phone calls anytime soon. There, Rich <laughs> Dubroff from BaltimoreBaseball.com. That being said, I saw linkage here, Jordan Hicks, possibly to the Orioles as well. So, assuming Josh Hader doesn't take the old Haney hometown discount, what would be a realistic uh, goal for them trying to replace the relief pitcher of the year in Felix Batista, or is that guy already in house? Yeah, I, I think that you know Yenny or Cano. Uh, is a, is certainly a possibility, and you know Elias wasn't specific yesterday about the roles for you know Tyler Wells and DL Hall. They could be you know they, they could be part of the uh, they could be part of the answer, uh, and or they may have to sign the start you know sign the starters, and then Elias thinks oh yeah well we've got you know another one or two starters now we can uh, we can start we can have Wells and Hall. Uh, you know, in the bullpen, or they could go and, you know, and sign a, you know, a Jordan Hicks or, um, you know, or David Robertson or Craig Kimbrell to a, to a one-year deal. Cause those are older, you know, those are older guys and they probably only need that kind of pitcher for a year or, you know, uh, a guy like Hicks, if they could sign him would be great uh, because, you know, you can never have enough relief pitching as you see in the postseason, you know, you know, if you get to the postseason and you have a lead after five innings, you know you need generally four good guys in the uh, in the bullpen. So that's uh, that, that's something that I think they're going to be considering as well. Now, Rich, you mentioned D.L. Hall and, and uh, Wells, but we're what two and a half months basically from pitchers and catchers. Will they go to Sarasota 
in starter roles and then things will just play out the way that they are or to, or, or, or have they predetermined I mean because Hall's always fancied himself as a starter was drafted at that and Tyler Wells had the lowest whip of starting pitchers in the first half of the season so I'm going to go ahead and assume that both want to go to Florida with a chance to crack the five-man rotation here yeah both will but Elias said yesterday until they see who their teammates are until the Orioles see who uh, who their teammates are, they're not really going to be uh, you know considering those kinds of uh, you know those kinds of questions as front burner ones. So I think that uh, you know my gut says that Hall is going to be in the bullpen because he's had lots of lots of injuries. He was very successful uh, you know at the end of last season in the pen. So was Wells. Uh, but you know, or Wells may bounce back between um, between being a starter and being uh, and and being a reliever. Uh, very, uh, you know, I, I would have thought we would have had some clarity by now, but we probably won't have any clarity for another two months, as you suggest. And I know Michael Elias talked about trading prospects, and they have the number one farm system. If we had to, you know, maybe assume guess, Rich, who the most likely to be traded prospects are, do we know who they? might be trying to connect dots with outfielders, middle infielders, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, I, I think one name that's that's an interesting one to look at is Connor Norby uh, because, you know, it, it, let's say they, they bring up – they don't trade Joey Ortiz. Joey Ortiz could be an important utility player for them, uh, you know, next year. And they certainly need Jackson Holiday. They certainly aren't going to trade Jackson Holiday. And then the question is – you know, would they would they bite on trading uh, Colton Cowser or Heston Kerstad? But I don't think the pitcher, I don't think that the pitcher is out there uh, who they would trade. I mean, I think that they might trade them if the pitcher was that great, but I don't think that the caliber of pitcher who will be available uh, is enough to make them uh, want to give up somebody like Cowser uh, or Kerstad. I think it's more. You know, an infielder type. Maybe they would give up, uh, you know, Ortiz. But I think Connor Norby and then some of these uh, other young outfielders who are, you know, uh, a couple of uh, a couple of years away. You know, the Dylan Be- the Dylan Beavers types, uh, or Judd Fabian, or Max Wagner, who you know plays the, you know who plays third base. But I think those are the sorts of names that uh, that could be in play here. Rich Dubra, BaltimoreBaseball.com. Rich, last thing for you. Where does Kobe Mayo fit into Baltimore in 2024? With first base, you have O'Hearn. You have Mount Castle, who was one of the hottest hitters in the American League uh, post-Vertigo. Uh, where do, where do, I guess Mayo's uh, he made it to AAA. I guess he's ready to take that next step here. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned Mayo in that, gr- in that group a minute ago, Bob. Uh, I, right now, there doesn't look to be uh, you know, a place for him immediately, but that could, you know, that could change. Uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, if, if they end up trading some of these guys, uh, you know, if they end up trading uh Kerstat or Urkaus or, you know, maybe they, maybe he's uh he fits into the DH picture. Uh, you never, you know, you don't, you don't know. They're in a, they're in a wonderful position here. Um, they, they, they really are because they are, they have a stack of a farm system with position players, as I as I've seen. You know, it's not as deep, obviously, with with pitchers. But I think Mayo 
uh, doesn't start the season with the Orioles. He didn't uh, he didn't play a complete season at AAA, and I think that he'll certainly start at AAA. And who knows if he'll join the Orioles in June or July, but I think you'll see him uh, sometime uh, next season. Rich Dubrov, BaltimoreBaseball.com. Rich, always appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the rest of your week in Nashville. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Bob. And uh, I'll, ha- I'll have some wings for you at the airport on the way home tomorrow night. All right, make sure they're hot. That's all I'm asking. They will be. <laughs> all right, see you, Rich. My pleasure. Rich Dubrov on the WGK Law guest hotline. We'll come back. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. Inside Access takes over at 2. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain. Day-to-day. Not counting him out for uh, their next ball game. Jacksonville coming off that loss last night at home. Jacksonville's at Cleveland. Important game for both teams. Browns trying to stay in the playoff mix. Fighting Flacco's three-point favorites against the Jags. Uh, Then after that, Jacksonville hosts Baltimore. Monday Night Football, or Sunday Night Football, rather. December the 17th, then the Ravens go to San Francisco. So, next three games going to be rather interesting. Back at practice tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Ryan Wilson's going to be joining us. Mike Golick Jr. is going to be joining us. The Wizard, Walt Williams, preview Maryland, Penn State. As the Terps looking to get out of this season-long funk offensively. Two for 16 from three. Against Indiana last Friday. Game was over at halftime. Maryland was down by as much as 23. It was ugly. Terps right now shooting 22% from beyond the arc. And in this day and age of college basketball, that is about as unacceptable as unacceptable can get. And some other surprises for you. Video 30 does. People 5. Get in a film study as we start getting you ready for the L.A. Rams who come to Baltimore at 7 Point underdogs inside access looming here in a couple of minutes. Nolan, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Fun house. Quick draws, fun house. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. Start with one here on the Orioles lease issue. Texter says... uh, Trying to imagine a scenario where they don't get this done. Uh, we know how bad of a look it is for Angelos, but uh, Wes Moore certainly doesn't want that bad look or that bad press on his hands either. There has to be incentive to get this done before the end of the year deadline. And look, it, neither one of them look that great because of the big announcement that happened on the night the Orioles clinched. Was it the East or a playoff spot? I think it was the East, right? Correct, yeah. yeah clinching yeah. the division, and they made it all about them and the lease, and it was kumbaya, everybody love everybody. And then within 24 hours, it was like, wait a minute, there's no lease agreement at all. It's an IOU, whatever that is. And I guess John Angelos wants full authority and taking over that whole little complex there around Camden Yards, maybe boxing the Ravens out of it when it's all said and done. But it is not a good look. This is something we all assumed was going to be done. They're going to get it done eventually, but the longer it lingers, 
People are going to get pessimistic. The conspiracy theorists are going to start losing their mind. I'm looking up here. It says Nashville by coincidence on MLB. People think they're moving to Tennessee. That's not happening. Surprised we didn't get that conspiracy call. They're holding the winter meetings in Nashville because they want the Orioles to move there. You didn't they got uh, that conspiracy. Uh, well, you just brought it up. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. Well, if the Orioles move, which they're not, but if they did, sports mm-hmm. talk as we know it would change dramatically. Oh, God. Life. Yeah. Life would change. Well, I quit. I wouldn't do this anymore. And uh, the long term viability of a sports talk station with one sport. Good luck with that. All right, let's uh, yeah. not think about yeah, that. Exactly. Howard uh, Howard in Baltimore here uh, says, I can appreciate wanting the number one seed if you're the Ravens. Try to get that bye week, but uh, look across town at the Orioles. What happened to them after they got their bye? Sometimes it's best to just keep the rhythm and uh, the momentum rolling. A bye certainly has its pros and cons. Now, go for the bye. Be the number one seed. You go through Baltimore as well, so you get home field advantage. I mean, Kansas City's had no problem hosting how many straight championship games? Nah, you got to roll. You get that extra week to get healthy. What happened in 2019, they essentially had two weeks off before they played the Titans. This will just be one. Right, completely different sports, too. I mean, uh, baseball's well, sure. an, an everyday thing where, yeah, rhythm, momentum, I hear you. Football, one right. game a week. I didn't hear Dusty Baker whining about it no. that week off when they went to the ALCS. Uh, this one here, we'll close with this from Chris, says, unpopular opinion, but I would package Austin Hayes in with some prospects if I'm looking to acquire a number one starter. Hayes, always injured, it seems. I think they were lucky to get through last year with him healthy. I would try to uh, strike while the iron's hot, flip him at his highest value. Well, let me play devil's advocate. If you know that he's always hurt and the Orioles know that he's always hurt, you don't think that Dylan Cease and the White Sox are aware of his track record? of, uh, And he had a massive slump in the second half of the season. Made the all-star team, was a gold glove finalist. He's a talented player, and he's about due for a pretty significant payday. I'm guessing if the Orioles are going to flip an outfielder for a starter that's going to insert into the top of their rotation, it's going to be the Colton Cowsers, the Kerstat kind of guys, not an Austin Hayes who's now in his late 20s and, again, on the verge of making some serious money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd pull the trigger on that, but it would be selling high. First all-star appearance. Uh-huh, he uh-huh. was relatively healthy, as they said. Uh-huh. So I can see it in that regard. Okay. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. That's going to do it for us. We're back tomorrow with Woman Crush Wednesday. Start more prep for the Rams. We're coming to town on a three-game winning streak. Ravens are seven-point favorites, however, coming off their bye for Nolan McGraw. I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning. For now, class dismissed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 